0: Welcome to Transforming Minds, Transforming Lives, a podcast series of RCCG Living Spring Pittsburgh. Stay tuned for our senior pastor, Boyga Esso. Walking in the supernatural, we start a series today about the supernatural, Mark 16, 17. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. If they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. Brethren, our God is a supernatural God. And Jesus said, he exclaimed, that when I come back, will I find faith on the earth? When you read through the acts of the apostles, you'll be amazed how the first church operated. And you know, because we are the end time church, what God did in the first time church in the early church, he also wants to do in this end time because, yes, the Holy Spirit came with a bank, and the church started. And towards the end of the church age, God also will work wonders. So I will pour out my Spirit upon all flesh. So your sons and daughters will prophesy, your old men will dream dreams, and so on and so forth. So this is the era. This is the time of God's power. Say, so my people shall be willing in the days of my power. So these are the days of God's power. I have every assurance that these are the days of God's power. Because somehow, things are wrapping up. And because God still has many people he wants to save out there, he's going to use us for his glory. He said, the signs will follow those who believe. Not title holders. Not those who have cassock, Not those who are called into the ministry. All those who believe. If you truly believe, if you are born again, you are washed in the blood of the Lamb. He said, these signs will follow you say in my name you will cast out demons say in my name if you drink anything deadly unknowingly, knowingly that you will say you want to test god that you drink poison no 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 he said look if you take anything unknowingly anything personal he said somebody will not harm you we saw that in the life of paul i mean it fasted itself around him and he shook it off and that was it so, those are signs and wonders. Those are miracles. But Jesus said, When I come back, did I still find faith on the earth? Because now people have left. Some people even say miracles don't happen anymore. Some people say, Oh, it was the time of the apostles. Because people are so intellectually stimulated these days, they are making mockery of the power of God. Brethren, God is all powerful. <laughs> I'm not kidding you, God is all powerful. <laughs> and I want to experience a taste of his power. As a matter of how Paul the apostle prayed, that God will cause us to know the power of his resurrection. So God's power is real. And it is carrying It's people, human vessels, that carry the power of God. Amen. It is human vessels like you and I that carry the power of God. If you believe God, you will see signs. You will cast out demons. You will do mighty things in the name of Jesus. If you believe, you will see the glory of God. That's what the Bible says. So God's power is real. And God is looking for people that will carry his power. Vessels that will carry his power and that vessel is you and this year by the grace of god we are trusting god we are far gone in the year but it's still okay we are talking about the supernatural is superior to the natural that's the realm of god is the realm of the spirits is the realm of the positive spirit supernatural so god is a miracle worker god is almighty is omnipotent is all powerful that is the god we serve and god will show you his power he will also show me his own power in the mighty name of jesus so three things you have to know if you want to walk in the supernatural. You have to realize that the worker of the miracle, the person who does the miracle is the Holy Spirit. I'm sure you know about the Godhead, Trinity, God, the Father, God, the Son, God, the Holy Spirit. Jesus said, it's expedient for me to go away because if I don't go away, the Holy Spirit will not come. When Jesus was here, it was just him alone. Amen. It was just a physical Jesus. So he couldn't traverse everywhere. When is in Capernaum? Is in Capernaum. he's in, Capernaum. When he's in Jericho? Is in Jericho. So it was limited by form, but with the Holy Spirit coming, the Godhead is now unlimited. It's a spirit. You cannot catch spirit. You cannot put spirit in a container. You cannot box a spirit. Spirit is what is spirit. So the Holy Spirit is here now. You know, is the executor of the Godhead is here now because of us. So now the Holy Spirit wants many vessels. He wants to fill. And as he fills those vessels, he's able to multiply himself all over the places. Whether you know it or not, if you are born again, you're a carrier of the Holy Spirit. You're a carrier of the glory of God. And as you yield to that Spirit, it will manifest himself more. That's how it works. As you yield to that Spirit, he's able to manifest himself more. The Bible says in Galatians chapter 5, verse 25, Galatians 5, verse 25, is if we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit when you are walking with somebody you are taking steps alongside the person he said let us also walk let us be intimate with the holy spirit let us engage the holy spirit let us not behave as orphans Is our helper Is our paracletos Is our comforter i mean you are not alone maybe you are lonely you are not alone you can engage the power of god the holy spirit is there resident within you but if you don't yield to him, if you don't engage him, if you don't learn to cultivate him, if you don't learn to talk to him from time to time, he will be limited. It's my prayer, this God will not be limited in our lives in the mighty name of Jesus. I see God breaking through your life. I see God exploding through you and even through me in the mighty name of Jesus. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 4, verse thirty, Paul the Apostle said, Ephesians 4, 13, he said, don't grieve the spirits. Some things actually grieve the spirits. Say, so don't grieve the spirit because it is by the spirit we are sealed unto the day of redemption. What will make you rapture is the Holy spirit resident within you. Remember the parable of the ten servants waiting on the master? Five of them had good oil. Five they didn't have. And the bridegroom delayed in coming. Then at midnight, there was a cry. Bridegroom is coming. And the five, who didn't have enough oil in their lamp. They were trying to borrow oil from the ones who had. So, no, 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 no. We can't borrow you. Just go look. Just go find yours. And by the time they left, they came back. The story had changed. What am I saying? Brethren, we have to engage the Holy Spirit. It's the oil of God. That's what will make us rapture. When the rapture happens. He said, don't grieve him. Something's grieving. He said, but seek to please him. It is by him you are sealed and marked branded as God's own. Those are powerful statements. Say don't grieve the Holy Spirit of God but seek to please him by whom you are sealed and marked branded. Amen. He is the one that has branded us. It is the one that has branded us as God's own and God's own. I carry the brand god God's own. I carry the brand God's offspring. It is because of the Holy Spirit. Say don't grieve the Spirit of God some things grieve him and he told us the things that grieve him when you are not kind you grieve him Ephesians chapter 4 31 to 32 Ephesians chapter 4 verse 31 to 32 he said bitterness wrath anger clamor evil speaking malice he said forgive there's a way you can grieve him because he's a personality It's not a it amen the only thing is not a it is a person because he's a person he has emotions it can be grieved it can be let loose it can be stifled it can be contained it can be made mockery of jesus said if you sin against me it will be forgiven but if you sin against the holy spirit it won't be forgiven so it's a personality it's a person so you have to learn to handle him right you have to learn to engage him in prayers when he speaks to you you have to listen when he tells you son don't do that you have to listen because he's a gentle spirit he doesn't strive with us He's a gentle spirit. Even his instructions are gentle. He just knows Jesus. He's our lover. He's the bishop of our soul, our shepherd. Because he's our lover, he just talks gently to us. You can't be screaming on your wife, I love you, I love you, I love you. That would be absurd. People would think you have gone bonkers. But you want to be intimate, oh, I love you. I mean, Your tone comes down. So because he's also the bishop and the shepherd of our souls, he's gentle. He's a gentle spirit is the holy spirit is the holy spirit so you have to learn you carry the spirit and you have to guard it jealously. paul said he said look i make it my aim to please god amen there's a spirit you are carrying stop displacing that spirit stop disregarding the holy spirit stop despising him submit to his lordship let him be lord over your life let him be lord over your life the bible says in romans chapter 6 verse 16 romans 6:16 6, he said, don't you know that whoever you submit to, that person becomes your master? Say, don't you know whoever you present your members to, whoever you submit to becomes your master? Say, if you submit to sin, sin becomes your master. You become a slave to sin. But he said, if you submit to righteousness, God becomes your master. So the person you submit to matters a lot. So if I keep on submitting to lust, that lust becomes my master. And the end of it is that, look, it's destruction. If I keep on submitting to greed, I keep on submitting to alcohol. I keep on submitting to alcohol. I keep on presenting my members to more alcohol. there will be a problem. The Bible says, stop submitting yourself to alcohol. It says, submit yourself to the Holy Spirit. So in like manner too, there's a way you can submit yourself to more of God. There's a way you can submit yourself to more of God. Just like people will to sin. Say, now will to please God. People will to do evil. Say, now will to do the will of God. And you have the grace to do that. By the time you start submitting to the Holy Spirit, you will see more of his operations in your life. When we yield to the Holy Spirit, we see more of his operations. We see more of miracles. We see more of his direction. You hear more of his leadings. He tells you, son, don't go that place. Son, do this. You hear more. You know, we are not orphans. We are not helpless. We are the help of the helpless. We are the greatest help of all time so let's realize there's a ministry of the holy spirit is there if you are born again in the blood of the lamb is there is there to help you but you have to learn to engage Him. you have to learn to guide him when you love somebody you protect the relationship when you love someone you don't take them for granted when you love your spouse you make sure you manage the relationship when your wife is not happy you're not happy when she's happy you're happy when she's grieved you want to know why she's grieved so when you appreciate a relationship you cherish it so appreciate that relationship and as you cherish it you'll see more of his operations in your life in the mighty name of jesus the bible says we are no longer slaves to sin sin will not control you it will not control me as well we are victorious because we have been washed in the blood of the Lamb. we are victorious because we have the holy spirit the help of all time and that ministry will be more evident in your life in the mighty name of jesus Another thing we should do if you want to see the supernatural is to become courageous. You want to operate in the supernatural, be courageous. I've never seen a great man who is not courageous. I've never seen a man of God who works miracles, who is not courageous. Because faith in itself is a risk. Amen. If I pray for somebody who is lame, if it doesn't work, people say, ah, this man doesn't have anointing. That's a risk. Amen. I can. Endeavor to do something is a risk. Peter and John, they were going to the temple, 3 o'clock in the afternoon to pray. And as they were going, there was this guy who was lame from his mother's womb. He was 40 years old. He was lame from his mother's womb. And the guy was there at the gate, beautiful. He was begging for hands from them. And he looked to Peter, said, please give me hands. And Peter said, look to me. And as he looked to Peter, Peter said, in the name of Jesus Christ, rise up and walk. In public glare, before everybody, a guy who has been there for 40 years never walked. Never walked. So in Jesus' name, rise up and walk. And he grabbed the guy, pulled him up. That's courage. You see, when you begin to walk with the Holy Spirit, one of the proof is that it will make you more courageous. And before everybody, this guy began to walk. The Bible says he was walking, he was leaping, he was praising God, and there was pandemonium. The place went crazy. ah! I mean, it got so bad, Peter began preaching. God's five thousand saved. The rulers, the Pharisees, the Syandrine, they called him up. They harassed them. But it was courage that made the miracle happen. Why do you think David became king? How did David become a celebrity overnight? David became a celebrity overnight. Overnight. God made him a celebrity overnight in Israel. Overnight. 24 hours, he was already a celebrity. From being unknown to being known. What made it happen? It was courage. He got to the valley of Hila. and Goliath was spitting fire and brimstone. For forty days, he had the whole army captive, with their captain, saw they couldn't do anything. For forty days, one man had the whole nation captive. One man, and a seventeen-year-old boy got there. Seventeen-year-old boy, seventeen. He was seventeen-year-old, and he took on Goliath. It's not how old. Amen. <laughs> it's not how old. In this journey of faith, it's not how old. You may have been a Christian for 40 years. As somebody just became a Christian six months ago. He's already pulling his weight around. It's not how long, it's how well you can hold on to God. 70 year old boy, it changed the story, changed the narrative. And 24 hours, he became a celebrity. Courage, courage, courage. What does the lion have that make him king of the jungle? It's courage. Because as he's great as he's trotting up and down, he believes that the king of the jungle. He has courage. Bible says he doesn't turn away from any animal. When he sees the buffalo that is massive and bigger and heavier, he doesn't turn away. He sees the elephant, he doesn't turn away. He sees the hippopotamus with the big mouth, he doesn't turn away. He doesn't turn away. He believes I can take you on. I can take on this challenge, brethren. If you want to move to your next level, there's a challenge to overcome, and courage. Courage. When you have courage, you will scale heights. Some people haven't gone back to school because they lack courage. Somebody hasn't studied that business because he or she lacks courage. But we have courage because of the Holy Spirit. We are courageous because we know God. Bible say the righteous, they are as bold as a lion. Said the wicked flee when no man pursues. The righteous man is as bold as a lion, is bold as a lion. You know, and one thing habitual sin does is to attack your confidence. When you keep on sinning, you don't repent, your confidence is affected. And Satan likes it. The righteous is bold as a lion. And the wicked runs when nobody is pursuing. Somebody is just afraid for no reason. For no reason, he's just afraid. But when somebody is walking with God, you are courageous. Because there's nothing to fear. The only person to fear is God. And when you truly fear God, there's nothing else to fear. That's the fear of all fears. It's reverential fear. When you truly fear God, there's nothing else to fear. And the Bible says God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love, of power, and of a sound mind. Is my prayer, a new courage will come into you in the mighty name of Jesus. As somebody said, courage is fear that has said his prayers. Everybody who is exhibiting courage, they have fear at the back of their minds, but they just push beyond their fears, and they go on and act courageously. I read something about Nessie Mandela some time ago. It was in Haircraft. And the thing was just crazy. It was about to crash. Everything was turbulent and things were just going a in the aircraft. And people were screaming, screaming, screaming. It was just sitting there quietly. No outward bust. It was just there. So when the whole thing died down and there was no crash, and then asked him, for God's sake, I, I mean, you were too calm in that storm. How come you were too calm? He said, ah! I said, I was afraid more than you. I was more afraid, but I've learned to just hold myself. So all those screamings they won't do the job. So courage is a must-have if you are to work in the supernatural. Everyone who exhibited courage in the Bible, they actually worked in the supernatural. Another thing if you want to work in the supernatural is to exercise authority in the name of Jesus. Authority, authority. The Bible says God has authorized us to trample upon serpents, scorpions, and over the powers of the enemy. Authority, authority. Jesus was speaking to storms. He was speaking to trees he was speaking to demon spirits he was speaking to inanimate objects and they were obeying him yes he's god but he's also showing us a pattern as a matter of fact in luke chapter 10 when he told his disciples to go heal the sick he said go and heal the sick you will see peter he will get to a place and say oh jesus heals you so there's authority authorities that we carry, you have to know there are different kinds of prayers. When we are talking to God, we are praying, Lord, oh, sanctify me, cleanse me, consecration prayer. But when you are addressing Satan, you don't pray, hey, Lord, have mercy. You talk to the devil wrong, and it will wrong. When you are addressing mountains, mountain, in Jesus' name, take off. When you are addressing mountain of sickness, in Jesus' name, I come against you, sickness, go. Because Jesus has done it all. He's finished the work. It's a done deal. The work of redemption is a done deal. Your healing is a done deal. Your prosperity is a done deal. Your deliverance is a done deal. Everything is a done deal. God is not going to come back here to drive out demons. He's already done it on the cross of Calvary. But we are enforcers. We are the ones who enforce the will of God. And when we are enforcing the will of God, we don't do it with apologies. We do it boldly. Because the Bible says that God has made us kings and priests unto God. We are both kings, we are also priests. As a priest, we minister to God. We worship him. He smells a sweet fragrance from us. We give him glory. We pray for him to sanctify us. As priest, that's a priestly job. But as a king, we are to enforce. King rule by decrees. So if you are just doing priest, 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 and you are not doing king, ah. (laughs) Or you are just doing king, 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 you are not doing priest. We receive power from God, and then we go out there to enforce. Amen. The Bible says in Acts chapter 4, after they threatened Peter and the rest, that they came together, they prayed. They said, Lord, give us courage. Give us courage. Give us courage to confront these people. And God gave them courage. And as they were praying, the place they were praying shook. There was earthquake because they prayed. There was earthquake. And they went back there again and began to do exploits. Those that know their God shall be strong and they shall do exploits. And those that do not know their God shall be weak and they shall be exploited. It's my prayer, Satan will not exploit you. Yeah. It's my prayer, the enemy will not use your nose and ground your nose on the floor in the mighty name of Jesus. That lion within you will roar. Because you carry the lion. Is The lion of the tribe of Judah is also the great shepherd of all time. So Jesus is the lamp. He's also the lion of the tribe of Judah. So the lion in you will roar. In the mighty name of Jesus. And when it comes to character, you will be lamb. You will be meek. You will be humble and gentle. But when you are to enforce, the light within you will come out. In the mighty name of Jesus. It's time for us to begin to speak to mountains. It's time for you to begin to stand your ground. I say, Satan, thus far you come, no further. It's time for you and I to begin to say, Satan, my family is covered by the blood of Jesus. No ailment will come close to this family. It's time for you and I to begin to say, no more accidents, no mayhem. It's time for you and I to begin to say, look, the sun will not spend me by day, nor the moon by night. It's time for us to take our ground and begin to declare the word of the Lord. Begin to declare the promises of God. Our God is too faithful to fail. And I see you triumphing. In the mighty name of Jesus, this year you walk in the supernatural. Those hands of yours will heal the sick. In the mighty name of Jesus, those hands of yours will also raise the dead. And that is not just dead people. Even dead appliances in your house, you will lay hands on your car. You will command in Jesus' name, receive life. If your brain is not working optimally, you will say brain in Jesus' name, work optimally. You will say, I have a sound mind. I have a sound memory. You will talk to your womb, carry baby. Many times we misplace prayers. You know, we, when we are supposed to be praying the prayer of faith, we are praying the prayer of supplication. The "The prayer of faith will save the sick. That even if he's committed sin, he will be forgiven. Say so the prayer of faith will save the sick. So, just like you have in games, different rules for different games, there are also different rules for different games when it comes to prayers. You have to learn to know when to speak. You have to learn to know when to use your authority, when to enforce your authority. You have to know where to say, look, womb carry baby. You have to know to say, this pain here, go. Because God has done it. It's a done deal. It's a done deal. God is waiting for you. Some time ago, can I take a, saw a vision. And the vision is of God, Jesus, trying to talk to him. But all of a sudden, this squirrel, it was a demon, just came from nowhere. And he created a smoke between himself and Jesus. So he was able to hear Jesus, but he couldn't hear him well enough. Like he was hearing him. And they couldn't see him anymore. The image was bloody because there was smoke, there was a cloud between him and Jesus. And they kept on saying, Lord Jesus, do something, do something. I can't hear you anymore. I'm not seeing you anymore. Please do something, do something. And that thing remained, nothing happened. It just occurred to him, saying, In Jesus' name, you animal, you demon, go. And as he said that, everything cleared. And he was saying, Lord, why? I mean, I told you to help me get this thing off. You did it? I said, no, no, no. I was trying to teach you a lesson. It's not me anymore. It's you. He it was saying, Lord Jesus, oh, take this thing away, take it away, take it away, take it away. The thing remained because it's been given the authority. Just a command. The mountain will move. This is my prayer. Everything you utter from henceforth, everyone will back it up. In the mighty name of Jesus, as you declare a thing, it shall be so established unto you. In the mighty name of Jesus, your walls will be weighty in the realm of the spirits. None of your words will fall to the ground anymore. In the mighty name of Jesus, the lion in you will roar. And when you roar, demons will bow. In the mighty name of Jesus, everything out of God in your life bows. In the mighty name of Jesus, your words will be meaningful. And your words will be powerful. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you for listening. And make sure you subscribe for more great podcasts.